Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas, a father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England, family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. What a week. Six months of work. We have listeners now. We have followers now. We have a YouTube channel. This past week has been a great week one. Yeah, it's, it's always a little nerve-wracking to kick off something new. So it's been fun to see the comments, feedback coming in from the first episode. We've got some new ideas and plans for topics to cover here in the future. Those of you that are listening, thanks for telling a friend. Maybe thanks for telling two friends. Yeah, please keep that up. Uh, that's the only way we'll, we'll get the word out there. So please keep the comments and feedback coming. Uh, congrats to the swag winners from last week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll send a, uh, in the show notes, actually, we'll send uh, pictures of the swag that we sent out to everyone. So uh, thanks again, everyone. And please continue to tell everyone about the Bobby and Brian, uh, com and the Texel show. So Bobby, you had the Houston marathon last weekend. How'd that go? Yes, it was the half we rode. We, we, we chose to run the half. Yep. My wife and I did my daughter, Emily, did not end up making the run. She didn't feel like she trained enough, so she stepped out at the last minute. Uh, my wife and I did finish the race, the run. It was great. Uh, my wife was emotional at the end. I'm sure you remember what it was like to finish your first half. Uh, no doubt. It was pretty exciting. I was very proud of her. Good. Well, I hope, uh, I hope Tammy enjoyed it and that she does many more with you. Well, she hasn't signed up for next year just quite yet, but uh, she, she, she'll probably do another one at some point. Don't you guys have some travel coming up soon? We do. In February, we're going to the Swiss Alps to go skiing. We're going to the, to the uh, Matterhorn. So apparently you can take a lift up to the top of the mountain and ski down the Swiss side or the Italy side. So we're really excited. It's a really British holiday thing to do. So we're pretty fired up about that. Uh, my son's had this date circled on his calendar for about four months now. And to be fair, I've had it circled about the same amount of time. So uh, family is getting excited about that. Sounds awesome. Enough chit-chat. Let's get started and help everybody set some goals. Today is episode two, setting and sharing meeting goals for that first meeting. Yep. So last week we kicked off the series. We talked about researching the people, researching the companies, being students of their business, and how we prepare the team for that very first meeting. We also provided our first tool, the meeting preparation checklist. This week we have more tools to share Make sure you sign up for our email list at bobbyandbrian.com and follow us on Twitter at bobbybriansales. Yeah, so today is all about teaching people how to set and share meeting goals and about how to pick some of those goals and desired outcomes. No doubt. Today, too often I see reps going to meetings with a single deal in mind. Nothing else they're trying to explore. It's like home run or bust. It's definitely a problem. Um, and... It's great that we've researched the company, uh, but sometimes we just go to the meeting and leave too much to chance as to what we want to accomplish out of that meeting. So for me, uh, the aim is to help set some very clear goals 
and understand the teammates goals too, right? You're going to have, in some cases, many folks joining you for these meetings. Uh, so once we've established those goals, we understand what everyone needs to get out of the meeting. It's building that agenda out and it's sharing out a specific, whether it's a document or an email to get everyone bought in and on the same page. So today we'll be covering these topics on the podcast. So those three topics for today are setting goals, understanding others' goals, right? going in with other desired outcomes, not just home run or bust, and how to share those goals broadly and getting everyone bought in. We talked about a tool this week, and you'll see it in the show notes. We have a document with 50 goals and desired outcomes to help everybody get started. It's not a be-all, end-all list, but when you have quote-unquote writer's block and need a place to start on what you want to accomplish, this 50 will help. We hope all of you share ideas and extra items that we can add to this list, and it'll grow and grow. Right. So we'll also be sending out the meeting preparation templates. Our, our aim with this, this podcast and just doing this in general is not to just talk about it. We're sharing a lot of the documents and things that you and I have been using or some variation that we've been using now for a decade. So these templates will be built in OneNote, Evernote. If you want another format, just send us a note and we'll, we'll be happy to do that. Uh, but these will help you collect your thoughts around these goals and outcomes after you've, you've made some selections from it. And then Again, you can share these easily with your teammates before the meeting, get everyone on the same page, uh, assuming that they review it ahead of time, and uh, you'll be ready for that meeting. So, Brian, have you ever gone to a meeting and didn't have a goal? Be honest. Sure. There have been meetings that I've gone into over the years that we've been uh, underprepared and meetings that we've gone in and been overprepared, uh, or you might say the right amount of preparation. Uh, the ones we were underprepared, uh, unless we just got lucky, I don't remember them being especially great meetings. Uh, we're always out at the absolute basics looking for an opportunity, uh, but it wasn't until later in my career that I started really uh, maturing what we were trying to accomplish out of the meeting other than, for something other than just an opportunity itself. Yeah, I would have to agree. Maybe it's because I manage enterprise accounts. Maybe it's because I have bigger deals that I'm working on with those enterprise accounts. Either way, I think it has something to do with me having an account plan and a strategy around the account that I'm approaching that I'm playing the long game. I want introductions outside of IT. I want to get them to an executive briefing. I want to understand their goals and try and set up things for future meetings. I'm not just trying to find that opportunity. Yeah, and I think we'll have a good balance. Uh, you approach uh, a few very large global customers, whereas I have a, a little bit broader customer base, but uh, my sales cycles are going to be a little bit different than yours. So I think our, our lists and what will help our listeners with is kind of a broad range of goals that you could accomplish out of these meetings. And since our listeners are all tech sellers, they'll have specialists, engineers, um, and, and other folks that will be looking to have, uh, looking to get something out of this meeting, or at least we hope they're looking to get something out of this meeting. Yeah. Ho hope, hopefully we'll have a long list of goals and the agenda will be able to be on track and we'll be able to drive what we're trying to accomplish with those extra people in the room. Often customers try and change that agenda. Sure. What are you thinking about when you're setting goals for a meeting, Brian? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. the more on point we are in these calls, uh, the more we can control the agenda and get what we're looking to get out, in, as well as the prospect getting what they're looking to get out. But if we're prepared, we're going to get the most out of it. So we have specialists that are, are trying to run discovery to learn more about uh, functional requirements the prospect may have. We have enterprise architects that want to understand technical specifications or challenges they might have. We have inside sales who may be tasked with progressing an opportunity to a certain stage. Uh, 
and to progress it to a certain stage, they need to know people that will be involved in the evaluation process. So there, there are a number of kind of people that, that fold into this that we're looking to uh, help them get the most out of the meeting. Yeah, I also think about partners. They're sure. people too, and they have their goals and agendas that may not necessarily compete, but they might overlap our business. I think services and, and those sorts of things. Customers want to change the agenda, as I said earlier, sure. and say, Brian, just give me a quote for your product. Or, or why don't you come in and do a demo, and I'll, I'll bet you that way. And it's always a balance of what they want to accomplish in their cycle and some are very sophisticated evaluation cycles and some aren't. Uh, but we also, as a business, these pursuits, as you probably know, are very expensive pursuits. We have multiple resources engaged for sometimes up to two years on these evaluations. So we, there's, there's a way we need to run the process too. And there's information we need to get out of that first or second or third meeting uh, to make the most out of the uh, engagement cycle. So I need that agenda to work for me. Um, one example, a uh, company here in the UK, they're a sporting franchise. In their minds, when they spoke to our inside sales team, the first step they were pressing for was a hands-on demonstration. So we want to respect the fact that they want to accomplish something out of these meetings. So we prepared a basic demonstration like we always kind of have in back pocket. Uh, but we knew that we were also, if we were super prepared on our side, everyone across the team, we knew that if we were students of their business, kind of going back to the first episode of learning about the people in the account and what their experience was in, if we knew about the company and, and some of their challenges as a business. And then this is also in the, uh, the book review that we've done, The Challenger Cell. So if you haven't read that book, highly recommend it. Uh, but we've gar garnered a lot of information about their industry and common challenges in that industry and outcomes we've helped people in that industry accomplish. So together with all of that, we built a solid agenda with the V team members and we had somebody on from the services team. We had somebody in from the uh, technical sales team. We had a functional expert there and we all built out a really strong agenda and in their minds, they wanted just a, a simple demo but what we ended up having is a much higher level conversation. We got higher up in the organization. We learned so much more about their business. We were able to vet out some of their challenges. And that helped us get so far ahead of the evaluation cycle rather than just showing up and throwing up a stupid demonstration that wasn't even necessarily relevant when we got in the room. Yeah, I, I've been a part of demos uh, in the past, earlier on in my career, where the demo didn't even touch on what the customer was trying to accomplish because right. we just tried to demo the coolest features that they weren't interested in. So if we come up with those three goals we're trying to accomplish, this doesn't sound like you guys did in that. Maybe at a high level, it's just pipeline services and a follow-up plan. Right. We focus on those three things. What other things do we want to accomplish or do you think about trying to accomplish in a meeting? Well, we talked about the, the, the list of goals and desired outcomes, and this is really where it comes into play. That's right. I talk about it a lot, but I always have five to ten more things that yep. I want to accomplish in a meeting to help me pursue or grow myself in that account. And so we've what we've put together and that's out there on the show notes and on bobbyandbrian.com today is a starting list of 50 desired outcomes or goals that you could accomplish in these initial meetings uh, so why don't we go through that thought process a little bit right now? Yep. So we have the first three, pipeline mm -hmm. services and uh, follow-up. 
And beyond that, if I'm going into an account for the first time and I'm starting in IT where I work, I'm going to try and get an IT org chart. I'm going to seek to understand who their top three vendors or partners are. That That's like a, do you do a lot with Microsoft, Cisco, any of the other big players, SAP as, a, as an ERP vendor. What about the top three projects that they have coming up in the next period? Of course, they're going to think of me pursuing that as pipeline, but that's what's going to keep their people busy and distracted while we're trying to accomplish any of the goals we have short term. What about seeking to understand their cloud strategy? If you're in IT sales today, it's got to be a part of your overall goals and outcomes to understand what is the customer doing with the cloud? What's the propensity for them to use the cloud and or not use the cloud? It's going to drive some of their decisions moving forward. And then maybe I want to seek to understand how the business views IT. Does the business see them as an enabler or does the business just see them as a cost center? Yeah, and we see both all the time. I mean, that's a huge measurement that we're doing in any of these engagements. So the the top few for me that are always top of mind, um, many times these ERP evaluations that I'm helping companies through, it's the largest in terms of spend and probably project time too. It's the largest largest project like this that they've ever taken on. So I want to get a feel for, and it kind of goes back to one of the items that you were talking about, what does their schedule look like? Do they have the time and resources to run a project like this? Do they know the steps it takes to get a project like this approved? Um, do they have to build a business case for it? Almost always do they have to build a business case. And doesn't it help you know if they've never done a multi-million dollar project before that there's probably a special process for how they get yeah. that kind of a thing approved? No doubt. They're not going to just push push it through if they've never done it before. So there's always going to be a business case. Sometimes that's just um, a discussion over a dinner between two executives. And sometimes it's a formal proposal they put in front of the board of directors. It's got to get signed off on. So I'm always thinking about that buying process and I'm measuring how mature that, that buying process is on their side uh, only because we're investing a lot of money on these pursuits. I owe it to the company I work for to run a solid evaluation process. It's their resources. Um, just, it's not just me. It's a big team that helps uh, to run these. Um, I want to understand the, the, the process in their mind, um, if, what, you know, how many other vendors are going to be involved in this? Is this a sole source to where it's just us? Uh, do we need to have NDAs in place? Are there times that we can do sort of a special business discovery with them? Um, many of these items I'm trying to measure and gather information on before so I can, I can know it myself and also share that with my, uh, the rest of my pursuit team. So the more we get these things done, the more everyone's going to be sharp when it comes through the evaluation process all the way to close time. Now, just there, we named almost 10 things, yep. uh, if not more than that. And when we created the list to share with our listeners, we kind of created them into bigger buckets. I think we started with general goals. So you'll see 10 things in the starting point of each of these buckets. General goals, kind of the IT organization as it's set up today, IT and business projects, their buying process and that that chain of approvals that we were talking about and then follow up and next steps, how to stay engaged. Many times we talk about going down that first meeting and the doors get shut hard from that point forward. But if we can keep engaged and follow up, that's going to be a way to stay uh, top of mind for the customer. If you write all this stuff down and get prepared and share with your team, I think you'll be surprised how, how well those meetings go. Sure. So Bobby, you, uh, you write all this stuff down, use your computer, what do you use? 
Yeah, I actually write little youngster. Um, there are advantages to using paper and pen nowadays. Most of the time, I don't really like using a computer. People think I'm doing my email the whole time. I know. I just I just set that up front that I'm uh, an efficient technologist that likes to take my notes on my laptop. Well, I don't always use my laptop. I still do like paper and pen for sure. Well, I agree on all fronts. Uh, these are just the starting points. Like we said, uh, we came up with 50. There could be several hundred of these. So please, um, please share your thoughts as we go along here. So Bobby, uh, tactically, how do you go about once you've established these goals, how do you go about tactically sharing these goals and outcomes broadly with the team? Yep. So normally it's a pre-call, but always in an email. And I'm pretty blunt about having my virtual team read that email. So much so that I often ask a question a day or two before the meeting. And if they can't answer, I tell them they're not going to be able to participate. Hardcore. It's tough love. I've even been known to put a little Easter egg in my emails to say, call me when you read this, read this so that I know they're reading it and when they're reading it. So Bobby, today we've also shared another free tool, a checklist that can be used in whatever your favorite tool is. And if it's not in a format that you like, please reach out to us. We're happy to do it. We've even got a Bobby's pad and paper uh, picture <laughs> for collecting all this information that can be shared with the team ahead of time. Yeah, so just to recap a little bit, episode one, we released the meeting preparation checklist. That's all your research, all the steps you should do, everything that the, the work is up to this point. This checklist is more of an execution checklist. All the things that you want to make sure your team's aware of and you're sharing, your goals, desired outcomes. And it's a tool that you can use during the meeting to capture all the information that you gather during that sure. meeting. Again, as Brian said, it's in OneNote or Evernote. Easy to copy and paste these things into an email that you can use like I do to prep the team the week or day or two before the meeting. Yeah, and so next week on our next podcast, we'll really be pulling the first two episodes together and talk about getting your team prepared and ready to execute for that next meeting. This is my favorite part. This is where um, you know, being prepared, doing the research is one thing. Having goals is another thing. That's, that's the next level. Um, but when you can run really efficient meetings to get your team ready, your pursuit team ready, get everyone on the same page, that's where execution is at its finest. I would agree. And so all the tools are available. If you sign up for our email distribution list at bobbyandbrian.com, that's www.brianandbobby.com, or we'll tweet them out often, I'm sure, at Bobby Brian Sales. So follow us on Twitter as well. Yep. And until next week, remember, average is the enemy. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sales. <laughs> <laughs>